Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Fessionals Football Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio, as always, by my co-host and good buddy, the Fantasy Fessional himself, Jeremy Butterball Van Curen. Butter, how are we doing this evening, bud? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad you're here, brother. Glad to be back in studio after being on the road last week. And I'm glad you're here because I know we've had some ice storm issues here in Oklahoma and you've been without power for a couple of days, but sound like it's back on and you're good to go now, right? Yeah, it looks like we need to get the old chainsaw out in your front yard, get it going. <laughs> I guarantee you, a man man can make a living right now uh, chopping wood out there, to, so to speak, kind of borrow from our, uh, our our buddy Greg Schiano up there at Rutgers, who had a bit, had big win uh, uh, in college football this weekend uh, uh, for them. But, uh, yeah, man, just tons of tree damage here in Oklahoma, especially in the metro area. A lot of folks that are still without power, a lot, a lot of folks without heat right now. And although uh, temperatures have kind of come back up, so it's not quite as cold as what was what it was earlier in the week. But uh, uh, thoughts and prayers with all those folks uh, who are still waiting on uh, power and electricity and heat to kind of come back. So uh, I know the uh, crews are out there working on it uh, as we speak, and uh, hopefully we'll get through this uh, here over the weekend and kind of get back to normal, as close to normal as we can get in 2020, right, Butter? So I don't know that uh, normal has a whole lot of meaning anymore. But before we get into some fantasy football talk in the NFL, man, as always, we got to show some love to our sponsor, Butter, and of course that's Chalk Sports Bar. Chalk is Oklahoma City's premier luxury sports bar located in Chisholm Creek Plaza at 1324 West Memorial Road. Follow Ben, Chad, and the whole Chalk team on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at chalkokc. It's the best damn sports bar in Oklahoma, and there's no better place to have a conversation about the NFL and watch all the games on Sunday afternoons. Always the favorite, that's Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. The best damn sports bar, period. Absolutely. And... and <laughs> You know, Butter, as as the great Highlander would say, my friend, uh, there can only be one. And in the NFL, we are down to the lone undefeated, man. The Pittsburgh Steelers uh, hold off the uh, Tennessee Titans last week, 27-24, uh, to be the only undefeated team left in the NFL at 6-0. and I think we have to ask the question, Butter, are they the best team in the NFL right now? Hold on for just a second. I've still I've got tears in my eyes because I was sitting there thinking about what you said, like the definition of the new normal. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot even think right now. You got to laugh to keep from crying, right, buddy? So that's, that's what it boils down to. Now I don't I don't really remember what normal was. Okay, uh. let me gather gather my thoughts and gather myself real quick. Anyway, yes, um, the Steelers are the lone undefeated team, and. Uh, Man, I mean, they look really, really good. They keep finding ways to win. I mean, beat a really, really good Titans team. and um, Kind of jumped out on them early, right? It's up 24-7, and, man, just, just kind of held on after that. But impressive start for the Steelers, yeah. And, I mean, I, it's impressive with the record. But, I mean, I don't know what's more surprising. I mean, them right now uh, with the players that they got. I mean, because think about it, three or four years ago, I mean, Pretty much had the exact same team, except you had, like, Le'Veon Bell and you got Antonio Brown. You had um, two franchise players along with Ben Roethlisberger, and, man, they are kicking ass without them. So, I mean, props and kudos to the to the Steelers and Big Ben, man. I mean, they keep finding ways to win without Bell, who was a workhorse there in, uh, in Pittsburgh, and then Antonio Brown. I mean, everybody was like, you know what I mean? Well, I mean... Whenever those guys left, you know, I mean, it was like a big, kind of a big, big deal. You know, I mean, like, how are you going to replace them? Man, like, they've figured it out. 
Yeah, that crew of young receivers that they've got. You know, we talked about Claypool and uh, on past pods, uh, Deontay Johnson, uh, Juju Smith Schuster, uh, James Washington, Oklahoma State kid, right? The uh, Oklahoma State product there. None of those guys are just super duper stars, but man, whenever you throw them all out there together, they're making it work. And then of course James Conner at running back, yeah, impressive. You got you you have to kind of uh, give them give them some love on that front. Again, they they've played. Uh, some tough games here down the stretch, and they beat some pretty good teams. And that's going to continue this weekend uh, whenever they travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. And we'll talk about that game a little bit more uh, here coming up. But, you know, you mentioned Antonio Brown, Butter, and he was in the news this week, right? So signs a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, down there practicing with the squad this week. I think his his official uh, ban or, or suspension from the NFL, you know, lapsed, and so he's eligible to play again. But your thoughts on Antonio Brown, uh, rejoining the NFL, joining Tampa Bay. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, had him in, in New England a couple seasons ago, and so you got to think that TB12 kind of got in Bruce Arians' ear and said, "Hey, look, this is going to be a good move. We can make it work." But you know, for Tampa Bay squad that seems to be on the ascendancy, they seem to be figuring some things out. Kind of a risky move to bring in such a wild card guy who's had you know a lot of trouble, uh, I think, to say the least, over the last few years. Bring that type of guy into your locker room. But your thoughts on Antonio Brown joining the Bucks this week, Butter? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, uh, with Tom Brady playing with him at New England, um, I'm sure that he had a lot to do with him coming in. But you also got to think back, uh, and I mean, I, I think he thinks that Antonio Brown could be a, a really big asset to the to the Buccaneers team. But this year, you also got to think back. I mean, they, the Buccaneers could really use Antonio Brown right now. I mean, you got Godwin, who's been kind of yeah, hurt. He's hurt, right? Broke, hurt, a, broke a finger or broke a I mean, hand. Yeah. yeah, and then you got Mike Evans, who's been kind of – Week to week, who definitely hasn't been himself. I mean, I know um, I've got him one, in one of my leagues, and you know, I mean, he's really, really been hit and miss. And I mean, whenever, he, whenever he has scored uh, touchdowns, man, I mean, it's he just doesn't have like a very big game. So I mean, they are starting to figure it out. Uh, but I think with the way that they've been injured this year, I mean, I think adding Antonio Brown as a player will be good for them now with all his off-the-field issues and some of the, the baggage, and I don't really want to call him like a cancer, let's just hope that, um, that Tom Brady and the Bucks know what they're getting. And like I said, I mean, as far as Antonio Brown being a, a good football player, he is a hell of a football player. But like I said, he has a lot of baggage. You know, I mean, he's had trouble with multiple teams, so. Yeah, and it, it's that that is that's a good way to say it. I mean, there's no questioning his talent on the field. It's questioning his state of mind and kind of where he's at off the field. I think is uh, uh, the big unknown going into it. But you have to assume that you know Arians and the Bucks and Tom Brady and even himself probably did their due diligence and had him come in and kind of set the record straight or at least laid it out to him, saying, "Hey, look, this is the way it has to be if this is going to work." And so, uh, yeah, definitely going to be an interesting move to follow here, here during the second half of the season. And then you you'd expect to be. Uh, following it into the playoffs, right? Because uh, the Bucks uh, um, are five and two right now, seem to be trending in the right direction, and I think uh, we would both expect them to be in the playoffs uh, in a couple of months' time. So, we'll be interesting to see how that unfolds, uh, and we'll keep an eye on it here. But talking about baggage, talking about crazy shit, butter, our Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they're they're done for 2020, right? So, can we go ahead and just uh, throw the match uh, on the uh, dumpster fire that is the uh, the Dallas Cowboys? For 2020, you know, you and I were talking about it, uh, swapping text, uh, swapping emails this week. I think they just have. I wouldn't. I'm not going to say blow it up, but I think they just need to go into tank mode. I mean, you know, the offensive line's completely hurt. Dak Prescott's out. 
right? Uh, they're down a tight end. They have multiple injuries on defense. I mean, they have just been snake bit. And what do you have left to play for? What if they if they win the NFC East at seven and nine? You know, they're probably going to get their asses kicked in the first wild card round of the playoffs. This team is not winning a Super Bowl. Why not just tank, get a top five draft pick, uh, leverage that. You know, if you want to re-sign Dak, that's fine. Trade that pick for because this quarter this draft is going to be deep in quarterbacks, right? With with premier quarterbacks at the top of the draft. Why not just tank? I mean, am, am I crazy on this? What, what I mean, your thoughts. I mean, you're you're as big a Cowboys fan, if not bigger than I am, man. What what do you do as a Dallas Cowboys fan right now? Well, I mean, it's it's very very frustrating to watch. You look at the first part of the year, you know, I mean, they look like uh, they bring in Mike McCarthy as a as a head coach. I mean, you got Dak Prescott. A guy who's won a Super Bowl. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Ezekiel Elliott. You've got lots of good wide receivers, young talent at wide receivers. you got uh, some good pass-catching tight ends. Your defense, um, which uh, you went out and got and signed some, some more players. I mean, your defense was supposed to be better. And, man, I mean, everything that has ha- – that could have went wrong as far as injuries for the Cowboys has went wrong. And, um, you know, I mean, I hate to say, yeah, it's time for him to tank, but how many more options do you have? I mean, obviously, I mean, you can't just go out and get a quarterback to come in and play, especially because right now they have no time to throw the ball. They don't have time to run the ball. So, I mean, the run game is, is bad. And I mean, Ezekiel Elliott has been kind of a disappointment um, as far as running the ball this year because he's had a lot of fumbles, and that could be because um, they've played from behind. He's not getting the ball handed off to him cleanly because people are meeting him in the backfield. But, I mean, as a professional athlete, as a running back, I mean, you got to be able to hold on to the ball, I mean, regardless of the situation. I think you're right. I mean, I think if they were to win the NFC East and go play – Whatever number one seed or number the highest the highest uh, yeah probably the five seed right I think is how it would work from a they would go standpoint. get their yeah. shit kicked in I mean yeah, yeah. I don't know I mean I think um, with as bad as the NFC East is I mean I don't even know if we could even win it right now <laughs> no and, and they're you know they're gonna go and play the Philadelphia the first place Philadelphia Eagles at three and four uh, this weekend and probably get beat and they're gonna be you know. The starting quarterback is going to be third-string rookie Ben DiNucci, uh, who I think there were some quotes that came out this week that you know talked about. He's like, well, he's an underrated runner, right? He's actually pretty agile and he's got pretty good speed. He he can move. He's like, well, he's going to have to because that offensive line has been decimated, right? He's going to have to run for his life. Yeah, yeah. The five the five guys that were going to be the starters at the beginning of the season, none of those five guys are playing anymore. So, you know, you, the the you can't have enough depth on a football squad to account for. The litany of and it, this isn't an excuse, right? So I mean, the, the Cowboys, even when the guys were healthy during the first few weeks, they were disappointing, right? So there, there's no doubt about it. So this isn't an excuse, but at this point in time, you know they've piled on with these injuries to where I, I again, I think you just tank, man. I think you just say, hey, look, not our year. We're not winning a Super Bowl this year. Let's go ahead and uh, and tank. Let's get a top five draft pick and let's see what happens in 2021. Again, maybe things get back to normal, but I don't, I don't want to get you into a laughing fit again. So, but whatever whatever the hell that means in 2021. But uh, yeah, I think things that they just have to blow it up. But enough about our shitty team, butter. Let's talk about some other teams. Go, kind of go through some of the games uh, from this past week before we move on and start making picks and previews. 
uh, for uh, for this uh, uh, this coming week. But you know, let's start with Browns and Bengals. Right, an exciting game, 37-34. You know, our guy Baker Mayfield, Oklahoma kid, uh, really played well in that game. You know, kind of led the Browns down the field uh, and uh, and got a touchdown there at the end to win that game. But you know, big loss. Uh, for the Browns in Odell Beckham Jr., he's out for the season with a torn ACL. You know your thoughts, Butter, on how this is going to impact the Browns moving forward. Big loss, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I would think that the Browns right now are probably trying to go after some sort of a veteran wide receiver. Uh, you know, I mean, they're not. They're probably not going to find anybody that uh, right now that that can make the plays that OBJ can make. Uh, but I mean, I think that right now, I mean. Before the trade deadline, I mean, uh, either trading for somebody that's on somebody's roster or going after a free agent. But, you know, I mean, Baker Mayfield, I mean, God, I mean, he he threw that first interception, and, you know, I mean, kind of looked like it was like, oh, God, we're in for a long day. But, man, I mean, he recovered and, I mean, ended up throwing uh, five touchdown passes and got AFC Player of the Week. You know, I know that we're probably going to talk about this later, but kudos and congratulations to to – the OU quarterbacks. I mean, uh, I was reading uh, this week first time uh, that two quarterbacks that have went to the same school uh, have been named uh, AFC and NFC Player of the Week. I mean, Kyler Murray. Yeah, had, big big game, big uh, win for the Cardinals, which we yes, called that one, right? So yes. we like the Cardinals to win that game against the Seahawks against on Sunday the Seahawks. night. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. they figured out a way to win. So I mean, congratulations to both of those guys. I mean, I know um, the Cardinals or the Browns. I mean. But they're they're not my favorite teams, but God, I mean, I, I I'm I'm fan a fan of them just because of who their quarterbacks are, and I mean, I find myself watching the Cardinals and the Browns. I mean, anytime that they're on, I mean, I want those guys to do good. So, congratulations to those guys. You know, yeah, yeah, really, really kind of a neat story there uh, to see those guys do so well and to get to see them both win a conference player of the week again, first time that's ever happened in the NFL. So pretty cool there, but. Saints over the Panthers, 27-24. Close win, but good win for the Saints. Uh, the Bills, uh, they squeak by, do just enough to beat the hapless Jets, 18-10. to Again, didn't really need to do a whole lot. Although the Jets were game in this one, right? They kind of came out and led at half, 10-6, and then uh, uh, the Bills kind of kind of find a way to get enough points to win an ugly, sloppy game uh, there. Packers bounce back, as we said they would, right? Aaron Rodgers, big performance against the Texans, 35-20 in that one. Look, Looking at the Jets being 0-7, I just don't know if, if – the Cowboys can tank far enough to get that low. Yeah, we may not get the number one pick, right? So we can't catch them at this point. I mean, we can end up with number two or number three. But, uh, yeah, you're probably right. Surprising result, at least from from my perspective, Butter, I think you were on the right side of this game in the Pirate Bowl, uh, we called it last week. But the Buccaneers, impressive, impressive win against the Las Vegas Raiders, 45-20. to 20. You know, I, I I thought that this this game was right for the Raiders to win it outright, kind of a little bit of an upset special. But man, no no such luck. Uh, the uh, the Bucks, man, they they looked really really good in this game. Uh, Tom Brady, three hundred seventy yards, four touchdowns, uh, really impressive performance. Scotty Miller's kind of emerged as a kind of that Julian Edelman, Wes Welker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you hate to throw out the you know the the short white guy in the slot, right? Kind of that that type of uh, stereotype, I guess. But Scotty Miller's kind of turned into that player and stuff, and so uh, kind of a, a an emerge fantasy target at least interesting target on that front Chiefs roll the Broncos 43-16 the, the 49ers butter really a surprising result here 33-6 to big big win uh in that one uh by the uh, by the 49ers over the Patriots the Patriots 
or they might be in trouble, right? So we saw you know reports uh, earlier today. Cam Newton said it's a must win this weekend against the Bills. I don't know, man. I don't know if they're going to be able to win that game, right? Well, I, I was reading. I mean, I think it's the first time that Belichick has had like a three-game losing streak in his career at uh, the Patriots. You know, I mean, usually you talk about the Patriots. They're always above 500. I mean, uh, and then that game against the 49ers, you know, I mean, Cam Newton did not look good at all, did not look comfortable in the pocket. I mean, they could not do anything and ended up getting benched. Uh in the second half, and then uh, Jarrett Stidham, yeah, Stidham came, in. came in. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I know that like um, Cam Newton, he's a competitor, and I mean, I know he wants the Patriots to win. I mean, if he doesn't play better, I mean, it's not going to be his job. I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be somebody else's. You know, I mean, and if the if the losses keep uh, piling up for the Patriots, I mean. They might be another team that's in tank mode. Yeah, absolutely. And again, he started off so well, right? The first two two games, uh, you know, Cam played really, really well. Was throwing the ball well, uh, and then he got the COVID, you know, issue and uh, was out for a couple weeks and <clears throat> just hasn't been the same since he came back. And that whole squad hasn't been the same. So yeah, Patriots, they're, they're on trouble, the doorstep yeah. of 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 must win territory. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend. We mentioned Cardinals, big win. Uh, against the Seahawks in that one Sunday night. So so really a, a fun game to watch, right? Back and forth, high-scoring affair. You know, Russell Wilson, you know, kind of showed that he's human, right? So threw, had a ton of yards, ton of touchdowns in this one, but threw three interceptions as well with kind of a costly uh, interception there at the end. And so uh, a big win for the Cardinals there. They seem to be trending in the right direction. And then the Rams beat up on the Bears 24-10 uh, on Monday night football. Uh, and certainly a game that I, I made some money off that one. I, I had the... Uh, uh, the Rams in the under. That game went about the way that I thought it would go. So, so I, I put a little jingle in the pocket on that one, Butter. Not not enough to brag about, but I guess I'm bragging about it here. But um, any other games stand out to you from this week, Butter? Well, I, I would say, uh, which it's not going to show on the stat sheet, uh, but the the Seahawks versus the Cardinals game, uh, I know DK Metcalf didn't have a great game receiving the ball. I mean, Tyler Lockett, hell, he had 15 receptions, 200 yards, and three touchdowns. So, I mean, he was kind of the go-to guy for that game. But uh, Kyler, Kyler Murray, um, Russell Wilson, excuse me, did throw an interception. The guy who intercepted it, I mean, almost ran it back yeah, for it's a, a touchdown. Uh, Buda Baker, right? Yeah, Buda so, Baker, yeah. 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 Buda Baker intercepted it. I mean, it looked like he was going to go all the way. And then DK Metcalf, I mean, yanks him out of bounds and tackles him at like the three-yard line. I mean, just made a tremendous, tremendous play. Um, and I, I think it actually might have – they either held him to a field goal or might have held him to not even scoring. But, I mean, just a tremendous play, which uh, Buda Baker looked like he was going to walk into the end zone. I thought he was going to. So Yeah, that, that was a crazy play, and the highlights on that one were, were worn out this week just because of how fast Metcalf looked. I mean, it looked super human because Metcalf's a big dude anyways. He's like 6'3", like 235 or so. He doesn't look like a wide receiver from a build. But, my goodness, he looked incredibly athletic uh, coming out of nowhere to kind of track him down on that one. So, yeah, kind of a – Great hustle play there. You know, one one last news story before we move on and start making picks for Week Eight, Butter. Des Bryant, former Oklahoma State Cowboy, former uh, the, Dallas the, Cowboy, yeah, former Dallas Cowboy. The talk was that uh, this week that he may get signed by the Ravens to the practice squad and maybe join that club. So the Ravens had a bye week this week, and so they had. They, I think they had, he had practiced with them or had tryouts with the Ravens in the past. But you know, your thoughts on Des Bryant trying to make a comeback again, and if he signs with the Ravens, a good fit there. You know, he tried to sign what I think last year or, or a couple years ago with the Saints. Then, like the first week of practice, he tore his Achilles, I think, if I remember right. And so I uh, hadn't heard from him since. But your thoughts on maybe Des Bryant 
joining the Ravens uh, in, in how that may, how that may work out. Well, I mean, I think it's definitely interesting, definitely interesting news. I mean, uh, I'd like to see Des Bryant back in the league. I mean, um, I know like the way that he left, the, he left the Cowboys and then gets hurt. And then um, when he comes back with the saints, I mean, I'd like to see the guy back in the league. Cause I mean, I think he was a really great player whenever he was with the Cowboys. Um, I don't know why it hadn't been getting more news. I don't know. Um, the, the Browns, like I said, really need a, a receiver. I mean, if Des Bryant is available, man, I mean, they ought to bring him in for a practice and see if he would fit that offense. No denying the talent on the field. He's getting up there in age a little bit now. Which, what is he, 32 you know, or 32? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think early 30s, which is, isn't old, but uh, from an NFL wide receiver standpoint, uh, that's starting to get up there. So uh, I hope it works out right. So I, I hope that, uh, that that he can kind of come back and make an impact there, even if it's just kind of a red zone target or something, right? Yeah. So uh, provide another option, another outlet uh, for Lamar Jackson and that offense. And we'll, we'll talk about that Baltimore Raven offense uh, coming up here in a moment. But, you know, we started recording this, Butter, right before the kickoff uh, of the Falcons and Panthers game here on Thursday night. We're recording on Thursday night due to some, again, a little later in the week than what we normally do, given some of the power outages and the ice storm issues that we've experienced here in Oklahoma. But uh, Falcons, a two-and-a-half-point underdog here on the road at the Panthers. The total, 49 in this one. But your thoughts on Thursday night football, Falcons and Panthers, Bud? Man, I picked it before the uh, before we started the podcast. So I I had the Panthers in this game. The Falcons, I mean, they have shown uh, some signs of life. I mean, their offense looks like has got has got better, but I mean, their defense is still kind of you know. Uh, <laughs> um, I think they're one of those teams that are going to have a shot at um, at least a, a top five pick, and, and that's that's what that's what's kind of frustrating is I think you had them picked as. Uh, one of one of the teams to beat coming out of the NFC. I had I had yeah. the I had them on the over on total wins. Yeah, seven and a half, and I don't think they're going to get there, buddy. No, I'm, I don't think I'm not going to cash that ticket this year, bud. I, I don't either. But um, in this game, I mean, I know they're up fourteen to six, but I mean, I, I like the the Panthers and the, uh, I like the Panthers to cover the points. Yeah, and and you know we talked about the Falcons. They're probably just better served to to just tank, right? Um, be interesting to see what happens with that squad. You know, Matt Ryan is getting up there in age from a quarterback standpoint. And so still, you know, relatively productive from a fantasy standpoint, but uh, is it maybe time to move on? And if the Falcons do tank and they end up with one of those top two or three picks, you know, are they going to draft a Trevor Lawrence? Or Which, by the way, as we're recording this now, it just posted uh, breaking news that uh, that Trevor Lawrence just tested positive for COVID-19. And so he's going to miss definitely this weekend's game uh, for Clemson, um, maybe maybe even a week after that. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that. You know, one of the – Best players in college football, definitely probably the front runner for the Heisman Trophy right now, uh, or certainly in the top two or three. So front runner for the top draft pick as well. Yeah, yeah. So hope hope he's going to be fine. With you know younger guys uh, and younger younger people seem to do okay on this, especially uh, those that are in relatively healthy and good shape otherwise. So so hope and hoping and praying that uh, he's going to be just fine and maybe he just misses this weekend. He can kind of get back to action quickly for that Clemson team who's really, really good and who's going to have a special season. So keep an eye out on that. But uh, moving ahead to Sunday, Butter, again, biggest game on the uh, uh, the schedule this week, second week in a row for the Steelers because it was at the Titans last week, two undefeated squads. Now it's the undefeated Steelers, again, the lone undefeated team in the NFL, taking on divisional rival the Baltimore Ravens at 5-1, and one. Pretty good football team themselves. The only loss that they've got was uh, that Monday night loss to the Chiefs a few weeks ago. Uh, Ravens favored by four right now. 
I think this opened up as a three-point favorite, uh, so the line's kind of moved up. So some money coming in on the Ravens. Total here, 46.5. Ravens coming off a bye week, Butter. So your thoughts on Ravens and Steelers. Can the Steelers keep it going this week? Man, this game has 35 to 28. Ravens all over it. Um, I think the Ravens... uh, I think the Ravens um, come in after after their bye week. I think they win this game. Um, I think they win it by a touchdown. I believe that that they. I mean, Lamar Jackson. Um, they got Marquise Brown. I mean, I, I think that Lamar Jackson figures out a way to uh, use his capabilities of either running the football or throwing the football, and uh, they beat Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. And the Steelers will go out of Baltimore, Maryland, with a loss. Yeah, and we I talked about it with Chad Ford earlier this week, Butter, on the BBSBC pod, you know, kind of the gambling pod. This was a game that we talked a lot about. Uh, he likes the Ravens in this one as well. You know, again, we talked about you know, the football gods have a way of evening things out and kind of joked about the uh, 72 Dolphins having that uh, champagne on ice. I think I think this may be the weekend that they get to pop the cork and uh, the, the lone undefeated team goes down. But I'm with you. I like the Ravens in this one. Coming off a of bye week. Again, Steelers playing some close games down the stretch. Although they've been impressive in finding ways to win those games, I think this is probably the week that uh, that kind of bites them in the rear. So give me the Ravens uh, minus the points on this one. But you know, a fun game on here, Butter, from a, from a betting perspective standpoint. I don't know that we expect it to be a competitive game, but the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the winless New York Jets. Uh, this line at nineteen and a half currently. I've seen it as high as twenty and a half. Um, but your thoughts on Chiefs and Jets on Sunday, bud. So, it, it, any way the Jets keep this game competitive? I like Kansas City, and I like the points in this game. I mean, I think the I think the spread's about right. I mean, I think it's going to be three touchdowns. I don't think that whoever the Jets walk out at quarterback, whether it be Sam Darnold or Joe Flacco, I mean. Yeah, Boomer Esiason ain't, ain't coming out of that locker room. He's yeah. not walking down or, that tunnel, right? Or, and it's not going to be Vinny and Testaverde in the Jets. Vinny <laughs> Tony <and> Eason. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the Jets, like we've talked week in and week out, I mean, they are a dumpster fire. It's lit. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just, they don't, it's not, playing them is not competitive. <laughs> <laughs> for whoever they, they play against. <laughs> no, I, I had to throw the game on here just because you don't see a whole lot of 20-point spreads in the NFL. So pretty pretty wild stuff here. But, uh, yeah, I am I would probably stay away from this game from a betting standpoint. But, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if the Chiefs win this 31-7, to 31-6, something like that, and end up covering the spread because you just – I don't know where the how the Jets are going to manufacture enough points to even get close in this one. But uh, um, let's talk about a game that we expect to be a little bit more competitive – on Sunday afternoon, Butter, and that's the Las Vegas Raiders uh, heading east to take on the surprising, maybe not surprising to us, but the uh, five and two Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland a two and a half point favorite in this one, over under fifty and a half. Browns coming off a big, big win against uh, rivals uh, Cincinnati. Again, Baker Mayfield played so well. Raiders coming off a disappointing loss to the Bucks in the Pirate Bowl. There, uh, your thoughts on Raiders and Browns uh, this Sunday afternoon, Bud? Man, uh, in this one, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I mean, I like the, I like the the total of fifty four point five. I mean, I think it's going to go over that, um, and I also like the spread. I mean, I think, um, I think the Raiders have a chance to have a bounce back game, but I mean, I think at the very end, I think the Browns, I think that they figure out a way to win. Um, I, I like, I think it's going to be a really great matchup for both both teams. I mean. Uh, I'm excited to watch Baker Mayfield again and the the running back um, Kareem Hunt. 
I mean, they seem to have ran the ball really, really well this year. I don't, I don't know if uh, is Chubb coming back or is he still out. I think he's still out. Okay. Um, and then you know, on the other side of the ball, you got Derek Carr and you got Josh Jacobs. I mean, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, this is a game I'm I'm going to watch on Sunday. But like I said, I mean, I, I like the uh, the over and uh, I like the Browns in this game. Yeah, kind of keep an eye on the weather on this one because I think there's a chance for precip and uh, Cleveland on Saturday. Probably be kind of cold and rainy there, so I don't know if that'll have an impact on it. But I'm with you. I, otherwise, I think the total, uh, I'd like the over on that. But I don't know, man. I, I still think the Raiders are kind of game, and maybe I just don't believe in the Browns just yet, Butter. So so give me the Raiders in this one, man. So I, I think it would be typical of these two teams and kind of the, the Jekyll and Hyde you know, nature that they've had uh, here over the recent year or two. Uh, the Raiders dropped. You know, a big loss to the Buccaneers at home, 45-20 to 20 last week. The Browns have a big win. It uh, wouldn't shock me if the Raiders come back and win this game and, and then the Browns drop one that they probably should have won, mm-hmm. kind of looking at the record. So I'm going to take the Raiders and the points on this one. wouldn't shock me if the Raiders win this game straight up. But uh, talking about a, a big game later in the afternoon, NFC West out west, the Seattle Seahawks host the San Francisco 49ers. Again, 49ers had a big win uh, over the Patriots this past week, and Seattle loses to the Cardinals in overtime. Seattle favored in this one by three, butter the total 54-and-a-half. Your thoughts on this big NFC West uh, divisional rival game, 49ers and Seahawks on Sunday afternoon? I like the Seahawks in this one. I like the Seahawks um, and Russell Wilson have a bounce-back game. I mean, I expect him to have the, about the exact same amount of stats that he had as far as pass yards, passing touchdowns. Uh, versus the Cardinals last week, but I, I expect him to uh, clean up his interceptions, clean up the turnovers, and um, I expect the Seahawks to, to cover in this one and win the ball game against the 49ers. Yep, I'm with you. We're on the same page here. I, I think Russell Wilson will take that performance this past weekend against the Cardinals personally, uh, and I expect him to come back and have a really, really good game. Not that he had a terrible game, uh, from a statistical standpoint against the Cards last week, but those interceptions were really costly. So I think he'll clean it up. I'm with you. I like the Seahawks in this one, and I like them to cover the three points on there. But Sunday night, Butter, I guess we have to talk about our our lowly Cowboys, given that this is a, a battle for first place Sunday night. I think I, I forgot. I said the first place Eagles earlier were three and four. They're actually two, four, and one uh, in first place because I forgot about them getting the draw, uh, the tie with the, uh, the Bengals a few weeks ago. But... Uh, the battle for the NFC least Sunday night, Philly favored in this one by nine. Now it, it opened up at seven, seven and a half. Uh, so all the way up to nine, the total in this one, 43, 43 and a half. The Cowboys have any chance in this game on Sunday night, butter. I like the over under in this game. I like the, uh, the under of 43. I don't think the Cowboys will score a lot of points. They only managed three points last week against the uh, Washington football team. And I don't think the Eagles will score a lot of points, but I do think the Eagles will cover the spread because, man, just with the injuries the Cowboys have had, I mean, we talked about it, the offensive line, uh, your, your offensive players that are out, Dak Prescott, uh, your tight ends out. You've got um, injuries on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, like I said, the just the injury bug is like – and. Bad luck is just like really uh, kind of foiled the the Cowboys season, which I mean they expected to be a lot better than what they are. But you know, I mean, sometimes that's football. But I uh, this game right here, I mean, I I'm picking the Eagles to to cover the points, 
And but I do like the the under in this game because I don't think the Cowboys are going to score a lot of points. Yeah, I, I would say I'm with you on the under. I like the under here, but be be wary of the greasy backdoor cover. I think this could be a game to where you know the Eagles are up 23 to 10, and maybe the Cowboys score a meaningless touchdown at the end whenever the you know the the time's running out and the Eagles are just in prevent. Uh, and so, wouldn't shock me if the Cowboys get a backdoor cover here just because of the nature of the game. But I think Philly wins this game and wins it comfortably whenever it's all said and done. I, you know, God bless the Danucci kid. I wish him the best if he actually does get the start on Sunday night behind that offensive line. I hope he can stay upright, man. So I, it's it's going to be scary. If he has a good game, we might be able to start calling him Little Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, uh, you know, uh, Chad and I were talking about this on, on the on the gambling pod earlier this week. You know, Danucci sounds like a South Philly guy, right? So maybe you know, a little Italian South Philly. Uh, I think he played James Madison. I think is where he played college ball at the FCS level. But uh, you know, seems to be a really good athlete. So we'll we'll see what happens. But um, you know, I, I again, I wish him well. Hope he stays healthy. Uh, more importantly, uh, for for his sake. But uh, yeah, not expecting much from the Cowboys Sunday night. <laughs> Uh, ben Naducci on the carry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I, again, uh, I'm going to tune in and watch because it's our squad and it's Sunday night football. But uh, you, you have to have to think that uh, you, 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 the NBC folks are wishing they could flex this game out and put another one in there. But we're not not that uh, late into the season yet. But uh, uh, we'll we'll watch it nonetheless. But you know, Monday night football I think has a little bit more of an interesting game here, Butter, and that's the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, traveling to New York to take on the G-Man, the Giants. You know, the Bucks are favored in this one by 10.5, last line I saw. Total on its uh, 47.5. They're going to be cold in New York on Monday night, so might be a chance for precip there. You know, Tampa being a, being a Florida team, right, we'll, we'll see how that plays into it. But your thoughts on Bucks and Giants on Monday night football, bud? Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, do my pick, and then I'm going to try to predict what you're going to do. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so... Um, do I have a tail? I'm leaning? Well, no, not yet, but... Okay, so the last time that um, that me and you uh, discussed, like, I think it was the Buccaneers versus the Chicago Bears, and, I mean, it looked like, man, the Buccaneers are going to come out, they should win this ball game. And I think we both said, man, the Bucks going to cover. I mean, th- this should be a blowout win, you know, I mean... Blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, so I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. I'm going to say that they're going to win and cover. I mean, after looking at them the past few weeks, uh, with the exception of the Chicago game, you know, last week, I mean, they, they're kind of starting to look like they've uh, put it all together. Uh, so I like the Buccaneers to cover and win this ball game. And my prediction for you is I think you're going to say, man, this game looks fishy. It's uh, the exact opposite of what you just said. I, I'm with you. I I like the Giants to cover the spread here, Butter. So ten and a half. That's that's too many points. I think. I, I think the Bucks are getting some juice after that big win out in Las Vegas this past week. You know, Antonio Brown. They, they've been in the news. Uh, I just think that there's there's some buzz that might be inflating this line a little bit. I like the Bucks to win the game. Don't but get me one, wrong. It's, it's one of those lines that's probably looks too good to be true. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. I, I think the I think the Giants probably cover the ten and a half here uh, and make it closer than the experts think. And, and again, maybe maybe the greasy backdoor covers in play here, right? So maybe uh, the Bucks are up by ten or up by thirteen late in the fourth quarter, and the Giants get a meaningless touchdown. Um, and then go for the onside kick and probably don't get it uh, just from a statistical standpoint. So wouldn't shock me if the Giants uh, cover the spread here, and I'm going to make that pick. But I like the Bucks to find a way to win the game. I don't think the Giants have enough uh, firepower 
uh, to maybe win the game outright. So, well, Butter, that's our pick for the games, man. But let's make some picks from a fantasy perspective. And, and I guess we, we need to talk about, you know, what happened the last couple of weeks, right? So I was on the road, so haven't haven't been able to kind of keep up with all the stats. And I've been a little derelict in my duties, I guess, from a computational standpoint, but was able to catch up this week. And so for week six and week seven, we get to update our listeners. So you got me in week six, Butter. Uh, 147 to 140, not, not a great scoring week for either one of us on that front. But two weeks ago, you had Lamar Jackson played really, really well. Yet Justin Jefferson went for 40 points as a wide receiver. And so that was probably the biggest uh, difference between us. And uh, I had Derrick Henry who, who went for 40 points, but not enough to kind of catch you on that one. So, so you, you beat me two weeks ago. And then last week, I uh I, I, I got after that ass. I thumped, you, the bed I thumped you pretty good this past week, right? So... I get you 190 to 105 in that one again. Uh, Zeke Elliott, Josh Jacobs, Mike Evans, DK Metcalf, and Dalton Schultz all kind of let you down, right? They all scored six or four points, respectively. So not not a lot of big point performances there. We both had Aaron Rodgers in a good bounce-back performance against the Texans. Then I had uh, Alvin Kamara, Todd Gurley, who scored a touchdown that he probably shouldn't have, I guess, uh, in that regard. So he was worth 22 points. But Devontae Adams was worth 45, so he was probably the big performer of the week. And I that was enough to kind of get me to victory last week. And so I'm up on you in fantasy picks in NFL. I think I'm up on you 4-2, uh, to two, if I'm not mistaken. Now, for those listeners who follow Butter and I on college football, Butter's kicking my ass in college football. I haven't beat him yet, so I think he's 6-0 and against me, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, six and oh, seven and oh, something like that. So I got to find a way to beat him in college. But I've I've held my own in the NFL, and so I, I've got the lead on him there. But um, let's talk fantasy picks for Week Eight of the NFL, butter. And I guess I'll start. I won yeah, last week, won, so can, I, I get I get honors, honors right? Yeah, it's it's my go. my tee box. So we talked about it earlier. We expect a big bounce back performance. Give me Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks against the 49ers again. Uh, he'll take that personally, so he won't throw as many picks, although I expect him to still have 300 yards and multiple touchdowns uh, against the 49ers on Sunday afternoon. So I like Russell Wilson as my QB1. And then give me Carson Wentz, uh, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, uh, Sunday night against our Cowboys. But, again, I just haven't seen enough uh, from the Cowboys that, that lead me to believe that they're going to you know, having any sort of defensive uh, uh, resistance in this game. And so I don't think Wentz is going to put up 405 touchdowns. Don't get me wrong, but I think uh, he's he going to be efficient and I think he's going to play well. I think he's going to lead the Eagles to a victory. So I'll go with Carson Wentz as my QB too. But who, who are your two quarterbacks this weekend, bud? I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, Chiefs versus uh, the New York Jets and then Tom Brady of the Bucks versus the New York Giants. I think both these quarterbacks are going to beat up on the New York teams. So um, I expect Mahomes to to have like his normal uh, touchdowns and normal yardage. I mean, against the hapless uh, Jets, and then with Tom Brady, I mean, I expect him to to have a really good game. I kind of expect him to have about what he did last week, uh, four or five touchdowns. Uh, it seems from week to week. I mean, Brady has got. Uh, better each week it seems like so. yeah you would think that the only reason that Patrick Mahomes wouldn't put up 30 plus points against the Jets would be boredom or if they're up so much that they pull them at some point in the third quarter and let the backups play because uh, yeah that that should be an ass kicking so uh, I like those picks uh, those are two uh, two good quarterback picks there uh, butter but let's go running back so running back 
give me Mike Davis of the Panthers, who's been pretty good this year, right? So kind of a maybe a little bit of a surprising pick. Again, I picked this before uh, before the Thursday night game, right? So he's not doing too great as we're talking about it right now from a stat performance. But uh, this was my pick from earlier in the day, so not not cheating here, despite the fact that as we're recording this, uh, the, the game is ongoing right now. Uh, but Mike Davis from the Panthers was going to be one of my running back picks. And then talking about that Jets and Chiefs game, uh, give me Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, a running back of the Chiefs. Again, I think this could be one of those deals to where uh, the Chiefs get up early and maybe instead of throwing it a lot and kind of running it up, uh, the running backs get a little, a few more extra touches here uh, in that game. And so I like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as my RB2 for the Chiefs. But who do you got at running back this week, Butter? Give me Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, brave Josh man. Jacobs of the, the Raiders. Um, you know, I mean, if you're going to have any Cowboys on your team – Probably ought to be Ezekiel Elliott. Um, like I said, I don't think the the Eagles' defense is really that good. Uh, I definitely know the Cowboys isn't that good, but I expect you know Miles Sanders and Ezekiel Elliott to be able to run the ball in this one. Um, the Cowboys, I mean, they don't have an experienced quarterback that's going to line up. So, I mean, I don't expect them to throw the ball uh, very much. Uh, but I do know what Zeke can do, and, I mean, I do know what he can do with his touches. And so – if he holds on to the ball, I think he'll have a great game against the Eagles. Like I said, I don't think the Cowboys are going to win, but I think that Ezekiel Elliott will have a good game. Josh Jacobs versus the Raiders, I mean, kind of the same thing. I'm looking for the Raiders to to, to have a bounce-back game on offense, but I don't think that – honestly, I don't think that they're going to beat the Browns. Um, but I like – uh, Jacobs and Ezekiel Elliott to both have bounce-back games this week. Well, the Cowboys with the Danucci and Zeke back, that might be around the spread option before that game's over with, right? So he might he might oh, get a lot of touches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he might get a lot of touches in this one. So we'll, we'll move it on to wide receivers, Butter. He did me right last week, man, and so he's back, and he seems to be healthy. Aaron Rodgers' favorite target, Devontae Adams, uh, is going to be my wide receiver one. They host divisional rival Minnesota, who, again, one and five, you know, certainly disappointing start for them. Packers at five and one, they've looked really, really good. And so I, I like the Packers to win this game. Uh, and I think Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Cook, uh, Devontae Adams, I should say, excuse me, will be a, a, a big connector uh, this weekend on that one, just like it was this past week. And then kind of going off the board a little bit here, Butter, but give me the Cincinnati Bengals, T. Higgins. So I could kind of start to see a connection developing between him and the rookie quarterback, Joe Burrow. Uh, he's kind of come along and is playing playing really, really well, getting some more looks, getting some more touches in that Bengals offense. They host the Titans this week. Uh, I don't expect the Bengals to win, and so I think the game script is going to have them behind. So I think uh, Joe Burrow, just like he has in most games, might have another 40 to 45 passing attempts. And so I think plenty of those will go T. Higgins' way. And so I like T. Higgins, again, a little bit off the board here for my wide receiver two this weekend. But who do you got at wide receiver this week, Butter? Well, I was going to say, I mean, um, on your T. Higgins pick, I mean, I like T. Higgins. Um, and also like Joe Burrow in one of my fantasy leagues, like I uh, traded this week for for both of these guys. And so, I mean – um, if I didn't think that they gave me the best opportunity to win, I wouldn't have traded for him. So, I mean, uh, I was one of those people that had Dak Prescott on my uh, my roster. And so, I mean, the last few weeks, I mean, I've been looking for a quarterback, and I got a, I got a really good deal, I feel like. Um, I'm excited to have him, uh, like I said. So, but I like the T. Higgins pick. But uh, my wide receivers this week are D.J. Moore, which is, looks like it's coming back to bite me in the ass because Curtis Samuel's already got two touchdowns. And then give me Mike Evans of the Bucks 
to have a bounce back game uh, versus the New York Giants. Okay, I like it. So let's go tight end, Butter. I'm going to go with Oklahoma's own Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Ravens. Again, we talked a lot about that big game against the Steelers this weekend. Um, I, I think there'll be points scored in this one, right? So I know the over-under in that game is 46-and-a-half. I would probably lean towards the over uh, just because I think both these offenses are talented despite the fact that we, we think of the old-school AFC North as being uh, you know, the black and blue division, right? So defense there. But I, I think both these uh, offenses are good enough to put up points. I like uh, Lamar Jackson to throw at least one touchdown to our guy, Mark Andrews, a, a former Sooner at tight end. But who do you got at tight end, Butter? Give me Richard Rogers of the Eagles. Um, you know, I mean, with with Godare and Ertz, I think kind of having uh, injuries, nagging injuries. You know, I mean, I think Richard Rogers had a really, really good game last week. Uh, I, I expect him to to have another good game this week. I mean, uh, the Eagles like to use their tight ends regardless of who who's playing, whether it be Richard Rogers, uh, Zach Ertz, or Dallas Godare. I expect the Eagles to to be able to put up some points against the Cowboys because the Cowboys' defense is just really not that good. It's not that good. I agree, Butter. So let's go flex. Who's going to be the X factor this week? And so I, I flipped a coin. I was going back and forth as to which Seahawk receiver I was going to take because last week it was it was Tyler Lockett got all the touches and all the touchdowns, and D.K. Metcalf uh, didn't have a great game. And so it will probably flip-flop this week, and it will probably be D.K. Metcalf. But – I'm going to go ahead and pick Tyler Lockett as my flex. Again, I like Russell Wilson to bounce back. I like the Seahawks to score a lot of points and win this game against the 49ers. And so kind of a coin flip, but give me Tyler Lockett as the Seahawk receiver that I'm going to pick as my flex this week. But who do you got, Butter? Um, I like Kareem Hunt. Like I said, I, I think that that, uh, that Raiders-Browns game, just something tells me about that it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, and I expect uh, Kareem Hunt to be able to run the ball and I also expect him to – to be able to ca- uh, catch the ball out of the backfield because, you know, I mean, they're going to be without OBJ. So, I mean, uh, the the Browns, they I mean, they like to throw the ball to the running back. So, I mean, I expect uh, Kareem Hunt to have some some good rushing yards and some receiving yards and a couple touchdowns. So, that's my flex play. Nope, for the I like that pick. I like that pick. Well, uh, we don't, we don't uh, shy away from kickers around here, Butter. We love kickers. And so, I'm going to go kickers. Uh, I like kickers in a dome. And so give me the Detroit Lions' Matt Prater. Uh, Lions hosting the Colts this week. Um, you know, Probably a couple field goals, probably a couple extra points. I, this game, it, it, Indy's favored by three in this one. I don't really have a lean or a feel on this game one way or the other. But I think both these teams will put up enough points. So give me Matt Prater there in the dome at home uh, for the Detroit Lions as my kicker. But who do you got as your kicker? Give me Justin Tucker of the Ravens. Man, I mean, he, he has been uh, kind of like a just a stable kicker I mean, his whole career. With you and Texas NFL. kickers, man. I yeah. don't know what it is. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> they are good. But um, I like Tucker's Justin, one of the best. I like Justin Tucker of the Ravens. I mean, like I said, I think I think this is the week that the Steelers, uh, they're going to Baltimore, Maryland, play at the Ravens. Uh, I, I expect um, some points to be scored, but I, I like the Ravens in this one. I think um, that they're going to um, give the Steelers their first loss of the year. Yep, I agree. I'm with you on that. We we both like the Ravens this weekend. So, uh, defense wins championships, butter. And so we got to make a defensive pick as well. And it pains me to say it, but give me the Philadelphia Eagles against our Cowboys on Sunday night. Again, I I don't expect the Cowboys to put up a ton of points here. If they get to 17 points, I'll probably be surprised to be honest with you. And so probably be some turnovers in this one as well. If uh, depending upon you know if the Danucci kid starts at quarterback as we expect, but hell, even if Dalton's ready and passes the concussion protocol, uh, he's probably good for a couple interceptions too. So 
Uh, again, I don't feel good about it, but give me the Eagles as my defense. But you, you've got a familiar trend here that's that's working for you. I'm not going to cuss you for it, but who's your defense this week, Butter? Man, give me the Chiefs against the very, very, very pitiful New York Jets. Um, man, the Jets just, they can't seem to do anything right. So um, I like this matchup. I mean, like I said, uh, I think the Chiefs had a couple. Um, they've actually had some return touchdowns the last couple weeks. Uh, whether it be um, interceptions or or fumbles or or punts, but I mean, I like the Chiefs. I mean, I don't think that the Jets, like I said, whoever they trot out there at quarterback, whether it be Donald or or Dar- uh, Sam Donald or whether it be Joe Flacco, I, I just don't think that they can make anything happen. Uh, I expect them to the Chiefs to create lots of turnovers. Yeah, I think that Chiefs defense doesn't get the the respect that it deserves just because the offense that Chiefs offense is so good, right? You think about Mahomes and. Uh, Travis Kelsey and the, you know the running backs that they have now and Tyree Kill and all the points that they score, but that defense is pretty salty too, man. And so I, I we saw that uh, on that Monday night game against the Ravens a few weeks ago, to where that defense played really really well on Monday night. So I think I think you're right. I think they'll they'll they're going to be great from a fantasy standpoint this week, regardless because they're playing the shitty Jets. But uh, probably a defense that doesn't get as much love as it probably should. So well, those are the picks, butter. We feel good about them. Right, I've kind of got you on the NFL, so we'll see if that 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 trend changes and if you can get back to 500 in NFL. But you know, I think that just about does it for this week, man. So all that's left, as always, we're going to watch the games and see what happens. We're going to finish this uh, Falcons and Panthers game here. Probably crack a couple of beers uh, uh, as we finish up the pod. But for our listeners out there, butter, how can they get in touch with you, man? You're out there on Twitter. Give them the handle. How can they reach out and talk to you and get some fantasy football advice, bud? On Twitter, I'm at at Jeremy underscore Van Curen or a.k.a. the Fantasy Fessional, and that is J-E-R-E-M-Y underscore V-A-N-C-U-R-E-N. Fantastic. Well, again, brother, I appreciate you braving the elements. I guess the weather's not so bad today, but it's been shitty this week. But uh, coming up here uh, to the city and being with me again downtown in studio, uh, and I look forward to doing it again next week, man. So while this will wrap it up for this episode, everyone, the conversation does it in here. To keep it going and to also keep up with everything we're doing over at the Sports Pros Network, check us out at fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros or now on Instagram as well at fantasysportspros. And remember, that's pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, everybody.